Welcome to Radical Simple Living, episode number 24. Now, some things change, and a few things changing here. One is the seasons. Uh, how do I tell the season has changed? Well, instead of having snow outside, I've got rain outside. Okay, so snow change for rain. Instead of all four cats being indoors with me, Two of them are outside and two of them are inside. I dare say they will want to change places at some time during today's recording and we'll have to accommodate them where that happens. Now, can I remind you of about a few things? One of which is that this is entirely unscripted, this podcast. It's just me sitting down in my kitchen here um, in the forests of southern Sweden. And I, it is unedited. If I make any blips, I'm sorry. I don't edit. All I do have is a little pause button, which I use now and then to do important things like put a log on the fire or let a cat in, let a cat out, have a slurp slurp of tea, those kind of things. And that's what the pause button is all about. Now, today uh, we want to talk about changes. Now, we all live in a time of change. The only difference is that some of us are incredibly aware of that change and others of us seem to be oblivious to it. Now what is bringing around these changes? Well part of it is uh, the climate. The climate is changing and we are all in a process of adjusting to that. Secondly there are enormous economic issues in the world today which is causing us to find problems with fuel prices and food prices in many parts of the world. And perhaps more than that, there is just the problem that things are changing so quickly that we find ourselves needing to reassess where we are all the time. This is because of all these issues together. Okay, part of it is due to COVID. Part of it is because of the world's increasing population. But things are changing. And we want to know today how to adjust ourselves to those changes. Now, we've spoken about these things before, but today I want to look at one thing in particular, which is our attitude. And so today I'm going to list four attitudes which I think we could drop in (laughs) the way life is at the moment. They're attitudes that a lot of people have that we would be best if we didn't have them. We would be best to leave them behind. So four attitudes we need to drop and four attitudes we need to hang on to, however hard that is, we need to do it. And unusually, I'm going to list you these at the beginning because I want to flip back and forth to see how we can use one against the other all the time. So here goes. Now, some of these attitudes, you may think I don't have that attitude anyway. And some of these attitudes, you're going to say, oh, no, how can I stop doing that? How can I change that attitude in my life? Well, the answer to that is, I don't know. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to open up channels of thought that allow you to come up with solutions yourself. That sounds like a bit of a cop out, maybe, but I'm not one of those uh, podcasters that gives you direct advice and says you must do this, you must do that. I'm an advice man. Um And we're going to start. These are the four things which I think we need to drop moving forward into simple living in a difficult future. Worry. That's easy to isn't it? 
Two, dependence. Three, nostalgia. And four, respectability. So the four things I think you need to drop from your attitude canon, if you like, are worry, dependence, nostalgia and respectability. Now, some of those things you might be very prone to and some of those things may, may not occur to you at all. But we're going to build up on that by saying there's four things that you should really try to develop to enable you, A, to cope better with the changes we have to face and B, to make yourself better able to cope with those small changes to your own lifestyle. Because there are big changes, but there are also more personal, smaller changes that we need to make. So the four things we've got to develop, I think, are one, positivity. And if you don't like the word positivity, you can replace it with the two words, positive outlook. Okay? The second is dignity. Now, whatever else goes, your dignity must stay and your dignity must be strengthened. Then there is alertness. If you're not a very alert person, being alert is one of those things that's going to help you cope with all kinds of changes that may be coming down the line. And the last one is responsibility. Now, responsibility, in a way, is the opposite of dependence, isn't it? So what we have to do is to balance these things. If we're letting go of some attitudes, we can only do that if we build up others. So let us start with perhaps what many of you see will be the hardest thing, worry. Now, who was it that said, don't worry about a thing because every little thing is going to be all right? Well, it was Bob Marley. You know that I tried hard not to sing it because my singing isn't suitable for public broadcast. Bob Marley said it. Jesus said it. Buddha said it. Lots of, lots of philosophers, lots of poets, lots of songwriters have all come forward with this message about not to worry. But they don't tell you how not to worry. And that's the hard bit, isn't it? Because worry is one of those visitors that comes to you in the middle of the night sometimes. And you just find yourself worrying about something, which when morning comes, sometimes those worries don't seem quite as bad. Now, they could be worries about money. They could be worries about your personal life, about your job, about your home, about your children. There's a thousand things you can worry about. And... When I say you can do without worry, that's not going to make any of those problems go away. It's not about the problems, it's about your attitude to the problem. Now, let's just say, for instance, the balance in your bank account is getting very low, or perhaps you're unlucky enough to have an overdraft, and you are worried about how you're going to get out of this situation. Well, the truth of the matter is, whether you like it or not, that worrying about it isn't going to help one iota. Worrying about lack of money doesn't help. What helps is coming up with practical solutions to your lack of money and how you can make lifestyle changes and other changes that are going to help your balance of payments, as difficult as that may be. Now, if it's difficult, you've still got to do it. 
You've still got to do those things because not to do them will only place you in worse financial issues. And if you find yourself in the position of worsening your finances, you're going to give yourself more to worry about. So this is when worry definitely ties up with that other issue. And I'll talk about this now, which is a positive outlook. So the first thing to drop is worry. The first thing to develop is positive outlook. So let's talk about positive outlook for a minute. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, positive outlook means you saying to yourself, right, we've got an issue here. What are we going to do about it? It's not laying awake at night worrying about it. It's saying, what are we going to do about it? And it has to be positive because most of the solutions to these problems aren't quite as bad as they seem at two or three o'clock in the morning. For instance, if you're worried about your finances, two or three o'clock in the morning, you can see yourself homeless, you can see yourself begging on the street, you can see yourself in debtor's prison if you live in a country where debtor's prisons still exist. I hope you don't. But there are solutions, there are ways around it. And some of those ways are incredibly difficult. Some of those ways will involve you in reassessing lots of things in your life and seeing if you can get them better. But in every case, doing something about it, remaining positive and looking for solutions has always got to be better than worrying about things. Now, I, I do understand that's hard, but it's not impossible. For instance, worrying about finances, you could cancel all your subscriptions to things like streaming services. You can just do that. You could open that cupboard in your house, which has DVDs in and CDs in. And you can spend a few months watching and listening to your back catalogue and not streaming and save yourself hundreds of dollars in the process. And maybe a few months will be all it takes, or maybe that's the way your future lies. You don't know. If you are a gym member, cancelling your gym membership and working out at home, maybe not as well as you'd like it, but it's amazing what you can do. Maybe that's the answer to that problem. Maybe if you've got enough clothing in your wardrobe, you could say, right, I'm not going to buy any new clothing for the next year. I'm not going to buy anything. Children are a different case because children grow don't they you've noticed that haven't you you buy new clothing and then next time you put it on it doesn't fit anymore but adults aren't like that so you can say right a moratorium on clothing buying for the next you can do all sorts of things and i'll address some of these in another podcast soon about money in particular but if you're worried about your health you can take positive aspects of your health and build on them. You can take more exercise, you can change the way you eat, you can stop smoking, you can stop drinking so much, you can do all sorts of things. If you've got type 2 diabetes, you can look very closely at your diet and see if you can improve that. So with a positive outlook, you can drop worry from your list of attitudes and develop positivity instead. Now, the next thing is also difficult because not many of these attitudes are, are, are easy to get rid of, partly because attitudes come with us from childhood, don't they? 
they're part of the sometimes attitudes we get are very good from our parents and we can say oh I'm really pleased I developed that attitude early and sometimes we can just say oh you know I wish I hadn't have picked that up from my parents I wish I didn't worry as much as my mother did I wish I wasn't as uh, nostalgic as my father I wish I didn't hanker after respectability in the same way as my parents did but you can overcome them and it really is helpful and one of these things is dependence now dependence sometimes is necessary if you've got a disability you may have to depend on people <laughs> you know if you are housebound and you need somebody to do things for you to take you to doctor's surgeries and that's not what I'm talking about those are uh, a real need for dependency and that's different for a want for dependency what I'm talking about as dependency you think oh well I've got to do this this way I've got to do that this way I've got to have enough money to do this I've got to be able to go away here for two weeks every summer and what you're depending on is something which isn't really essential you can come to depend on things which you like but you don't necessarily need. For instance, um, you may drive your car to work every day, even though you live in a city where there's perfectly good public transport. That's a dependency. You're depending. You, you have to run your car. It costs you money in fuel. It costs you money in parking. It costs you money in wear and tear. It frustrates you because it's difficult. Whereas maybe you can say, right, I'm going to leave the car at home. And I'm going to get myself, um, you know, uh, 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 cats. I should explain to you there is a cardboard box here that has a privileged position because it's a cardboard box that the cats can look out the window. by. So you can basically sit in bed and look out the window at the world going by. Now the competition for this box is great. And yeah, you just see that was the sound of one cat giving up the battle giving up their dependency on that cardboard box and leaving. And the victorious cat is now going to walk around in circles for five minutes and lay down and go to sleep, I suspect. Yeah, get yourself a set of earphones, go to work, listen to an audiobook, which are available free from LibriVox as well as many other places. In the mornings, make it a pleasure to get up in the morning, put your earphones in, go to work on public transport, Save yourself lots of money, save yourself lots of stress, reduce your dependency on your car. Now you get what I'm, I'm talking about. Dependency can have an awful lot to do with you just looking at things you do and seeing if you can do them better. Now the difference, the, the alternative I've got here to dependency is dignity. Because dignity means lots of things to different people as we know. But dignity really means being prepared to do what you have to do and just getting on with it. Getting on with it knowing that you've satisfied yourself as to the reasons why you're doing it. So you hold up head high and do it. So if somebody in your place of work says, why are you, um, why are you using public transport to get to work? Why aren't you driving your car? And you'll say, oh, well, you know, because they say, oh, catch me using public transport. But you have dignity. 
you're saying I this is a decision I've made I'm happy with it I'm going to stand with it I'm going to keep my dignity I'm going to keep my dignity through this situation now if you look back at, through history dignity is one of those things that helps people over some of the most terrible situations you can imagine because they hold their head up um, you can look for instance at footage from concentration camps and you see although these people have had their head shaved and have had their clothing taken away and have to wear some terrible prison clothing even though they have done nothing wrong and even though they're being herded along and even though there's a camera filming them doing this these people still have dignity they are still there they are still individuals and you cannot take dignity is the one thing nobody else can take from you animals have dignity you know a cat or a dog will sit proudly and I, I, I do hate on social media where you see dogs and cats with silly hats on because that's an attempt to remove their dignity which you cannot do animals have dignity humans have dignity and dignity means you know who you are you know what you're doing and you're not going to be waylaid by other people. You're going to carry on doing it, hold your head up straight and carry on. So if you're walking to work and your colleague drives past you in the car, you have got dignity, okay, in what you're doing. The dignity to stand up to your decisions, stand up who you are and just carry on with doing them. More about dignity later. Um... Dignity, of course, is one of those things that you do have to hold on to. Whatever happens, please do. The next thing to drop is nostalgia. Okay. Now, a few weeks ago, I did a podcast. Is is simple living, living in the past, and I came to the conclusion: no, it's not. It's drawing on the past, drawing on things that people have done before you and learning from them is good. Living in the past is never good. You have to accept that changes are taking place. Nostalgia means you're always looking back and saying, oh, do you remember in the days when you could, you know, go to the supermarket and get a basket of shopping and it cost only a few dollars and now it's costing hundreds of dollars? Yeah, you can remember those things, but it's not going to help you. Nostalgia doesn't help you. Who was it who said don't look back you can never look back yeah it was don henley in that song where he the boys of summer we sort of some of the time saying a little voice in my head said don't look back you can never look back and then he finds himself looking back he finds himself nostalgic he finds himself wanting the the girl in the car back again but it doesn't help nostalgia does not help you know that the, the Russians have a word last episode I think I was talking about emotions that there are no words in English for um, the Russians have this word and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right and I certainly can't spell it in Cyrillic um, but in in Latin text it's Tosca T-O-S-K-A somebody can tell me what that would be in Cyrillic and how it's pronounced in Russia but Tosca means nostalgia for a place you've never been or a time you've never lived in. Now, I think we all have that to some extent. We can all look back to golden ages or golden places that we've never really been to. 
And in a way, that's uh, that's not as harmful as trying to go back to how things were when you were a girl or how things were when you were a boy. Things have moved on. You don't have to accept modernity. If you're doing something, if you like washing up in the sink when everyone around you uses a dishwasher, go on doing it. It's no problem. That's not nostalgia. That's you making a positive choice and you remain dignified in that choice that you make but if you find yourself spending long parts of your day wishing things were the way they used to be that is not a helpful thing to do because it's not going to solve the problems it's not going to help you adjust and what you really need to do is to again develop that positive outlook which is going to help you find maybe different ways of doing things or maybe going back to the way things used to be done as we say going back to dvds rather than streaming that's a possibility but doing something isn't nostalgia thinking about something is especially if you're thinking about something which it's impossible to get back to it really is impossible so what is the positive attitude to develop which is going to help you get away with nostalgia? It is alertness. Okay? Now, what does alertness mean? Well, um, when um, Leadbelly, Huddy Leadbetter, was interviewed by the folklorist and recording Alan Lomax, I think it was actually Alan Lomax's wife, that was interviewing Huddy Ledbetter. And she said to um, Leadbelly, he was called. So she said to Leadbelly, there's a case here about some boys being lynched uh, back in your part of the world, back in the South. How would you advise um, people to react to this? And he said, basically, that you get together with your neighbours and you stay well informed, informed about what's happening. Keep your ear close to the ground, know what's happening. And then he used this term, which is now abused all the time, because he said, stay woke. And what he meant by stay woke was stay alert. Make sure you know what's happening. So the opposite to nostalgia and constantly thinking about how things were in the past and how you'd like to get back to them, the best alternative to this is alertness. And alertness doesn't mean keeping your eyes glued to a 24-hour news channel around the clock. It means staying aware of what is happening. It means, you know, tuning into a news bulletin once a day. It means maybe if you live in a community where word of mouth is the way thing gets passed around, then make sure you hear what's happening. Make sure you know what developments are happening environmentally. Know uh, what's happening that you can institute in your home to make your home more environmentally friendly. No, I always, I mean, I'm not a, an economist, far from it. But I do keep an eye on what's happening to commodity prices. Because today's commodity price increase is tomorrow's price hike in the supermarket. And if you read in the commodity pages or oh, it's been a bad year for the coffee harvest this year you know that coffee prices are going to go up in the supermarket that winter and you can stock up a bit if you've got the room and you've got the money 
So being alert, being aware, being woke, if you like, of the changes that are happening around you can help you develop something that's going to be far more useful than nostalgia. It's keeping one eye on the future. It doesn't mean you have to accept every new innovation that's coming along, quite the opposite. But it does mean you're aware of changes that are taking place sometimes before they happen. And on a very practical note there, at times when there are terrible, terrible weather conditions, uh, North Island New Zealand has had an awful, awful year for weather. If you live in a sensitive area, if you're living in woodland and you want to know about forest fires, if you're living in places where you get droughts or where you get flooding, by keeping an eye on what's happening, by keeping an eye going outside, looking at the water levels in your well if you've got one, looking at the dryness of your soil, looking at local rivers and lakes, you can be aware of environmental changes and you are going to be better prepared to do something when things get difficult. So instead of nostalgia, drop nostalgia, develop alertness. Now, the last thing that we're going to talk about is respectability. Drop respectability. Now, I said this in an earlier podcast and some people took me to task from it, which you can do. If you do it on social media, you, you might want to be aware that my tablet has died on me um, this week. And so I'm having a, a bit of a problem keeping up with social media at the moment. I'm hoping to do something about that. But uh, <laughs> at the moment, I, I'm not too good on keeping up. But if you want to get back at me, find a way and eventually I will respond to you. What does respectability mean? Respectability doesn't mean being a decent person. Decency is part of dignity and it's part of our last word, which is responsibility. Our last positive attitude is responsibility. Ditch respectability, change that for responsibility. If bad things happen in your neighbourhood, what's more important? Having nice shiny windows with neck curtains and a closely manicured lawn and a highly polished car in your front drive or are you going to be the person who answers the door when somebody knocks on it and says, look, there's a problem here. Can you help? And you can do it. One is respectability. The other is responsibility. We should all be responsible people. We should all be responsible family members, responsible for the well-being of our children and others who we live with. We're all responsible for our house and keeping it or our home and keeping it in good repair and keeping it clean and making sure that our gardens are well kept and making sure in my books that our gardens are productive, not only for food, but also for flowers, for pollinating insects. All those things are responsibilities. We take on responsibility for our families. We take on responsibility for our homes. We take on responsibility for our land. We do not take on respectability. Respectability is all about appearance and responsibility is all about doing things. Again, what we're doing is exchanging a very passive attitude, respectability, for a very active um, attitude, which is responsibility. Okay, so that's my list. And just to recap, 
because I know switching backward and forwards is confusing. We want to drop from our simple lifestyle. Worry, try and stop worrying about things. And we want to replace it with positivity. Instead of worrying about things, be positive about making change. Instead of worrying about what's coming down the line, be proactive in trying to find alternative ways to protect yourself and your family and your community and your environment from changes coming down the line. Worry is pointless. Positivity is wonderful. The second attitude to drop is dependence. Change dependence, doing uh, all sorts of things because you do them and replace them with dignity. Replace them with doing things because you've decided to do them and doing them proudly. Dignity, I know, covers a lot more than this. Dignity means being who you are and being aware that who you present yourself to the world, how you present yourself to the world is important, but do it on your terms, not on their terms. Dignity is about living your life on your terms, excuse me, not living your life on other people's terms. And that comes in with a little bit of that respectability too. Replace dependency with dignity and you will be again taking positive action into the future. Then the next thing to drop is nostalgia. Stop being nostalgic for the past. It's not coming back. It's not going to help. That doesn't mean you can't learn from the past. It means you're not going to be dependent on the past. Replace nostalgia with alertness. Instead of being aware of what happened when you were a girl or when you were a boy or when your children were little or when you lived in some other town in some other time, be alert to what is happening to you now, what is happening to members of your family now, what is happening in your community now and what is happening to your environment now. Use all the free methods you can of making sure that you know what's going on. Most of the things going on don't need your input. Most of the things going on need you to be aware. But if you are aware, if you do stay woke to changes, then you're going to be better able to respond to those changes when they come. OK, the last thing is respectability. And again, respectability is a measure of how you appear to other people. And if you replace that with responsibility, that's how you actually behave. So respectability is about appearance. Responsibility is a doing word. It's about being a person that responds to change and responds to need in others and is able to do something about it. OK, so four attitudes you can leave behind and four attitudes to hold on to. Please remember that you can get in touch with me through social media and remember my uh, response time is slow at the moment but that will get better please like this podcast and please subscribe and i'm having difficulty publicizing the podcast at the moment because of lack of tablet which i normally use for such things help me out there all you know to do is create a post on social media and tell people about this podcast and i will be eternally grateful to you and so will my cats they're all looking pretty happy about that at the moment, the fact that you might do that.
it's been very nice to have you here in my kitchen. I hope you can join me again real soon. Thank you and bye for now.